This is Study Sessions, brought to you by Sex Ed Debunked. In these mini-sodes, we'll discuss a myth suggested to us by listeners like you. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Sex Ed Debunked to suggest new myths, provide your own show notes, and give us ideas for what to talk about next. Now take some notes. The study group is in session. Hi, welcome to Study Sessions a bi-weekly episode where we talk about questions and subjects suggested to us by our sex ed debunked listeners. This week's study topic is givers and receivers or tops and bottoms. Wait, how did that topic come out? <laughs> <laughs> no, so this topic actually came up oddly enough at a work dinner a few weeks back. It was an after hours work dinner um, and I promised some folks I'd bring it up. So you're welcome and I'll be invoicing for those next 15 minutes. <laughs> So why did it come up exactly? Well, it came up because we were exhausted after uh, we were at an event and we were working, you know, crazy hours day after day after day. And we, I, had, I guess we were talking about the podcast at dinner, but then naturally it came up in conversation like, yeah, when I'm this exhausted, I don't really have the energy to give. Mm -hmm, and we mm -hmm. talked about, you know, yeah, that's, I think, a pretty common thing that if you're working around the clock, like, you know, you don't necessarily have the energy to be the most enthusiastic giver in the bedroom. But I but did say. But at the same time, you actually would love some sexual attention because right. you're so drained and you're so exhausted. Right. And we've talked so much about sexuality being really good for you. Mm -hmm. but and you're it's an intimacy. Like, like, I'm exhausted, but I still want to be close with you. I still want to be intimate with you. I just don't want to, you know, be swinging from the rafters, as we like to say. Well, or or sometimes just not have to be, uh, I don't necessarily want to be initiating. I, can I just like lay here? And and that can't, you know, like, <laughs> just we, lay here. No, but seriously, like we joke about starfish and all that, but sometimes you just want to be like, can you just take care of me tonight? Because totally. I've got nothing left. And that doesn't mean I don't love you. I don't care for you. I don't desire you. But right now, there's nothing left in my resources to like get there myself. Yeah, totally. So that was sort of the first arm of that conversation was like, hey, it's okay to not always reciprocate. It's okay to be a receiver if that's what you need. And, you know, just communicate as usual. Communicate with your partner about it and be like, I want to be close with you. I want to be intimate with you. But I'd like to be more of a receiver tonight. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's a. I think that leads into kind of this feeling that, in terms of sexual activity, it's somehow supposed to be even, mm -hmm. or being a giver is sometimes quote unquote better. Well, and that's the second part of the conversation that I, that I wanted to bring up because this came up in the in that you know after hours dinner talk too. But there is totally stigma and associations made with givers and receivers or tops and bottoms or whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it. Um, now, tops and bottoms obviously is usually associated with sort of same-sex male couples. Um, well, and also, you know, the names that are used in the kink community. So we're right, not talking right. about those kind of tops and bottoms well, necessarily, but we're using those terms to talk about who's the giver and who's the receiver. Right. And it's, it is used, um, you know, among same-sex women as well. Um, but again, does refer more to the giver and the receiver dynamic. Um, but as I like to do, I went to Reddit. <laughs> uh, Reddit. <laughs> and so the funny thing is I went to Reddit because um, in the in the queer community in, in particular, there is this idea of um, a pillow princess. Oh, that's the more. term. <laughs> the term is pillow princess. And it's someone who it, it's a derogatory term for someone who just likes to receive, i.e. lays on the pillow. Lays on the pillow. And, kind gets, of <laughs> and gets served. <laughs> Now, right. is a pillow princess different from a starfish? <laughs> Gosh, I mean, 
I think Pillow Princess is just more queer connotated. Okay. But okay. Probably similar. Um, but I went to Reddit and And what did Reddit tell you? Well, first of all, Reddit told me that the opposite of a pillow princess is a stone top. Which is a someone stone? Who, yeah. Well, because like pillows like laying there and they're like comfortable and they're receiving it, and then a stone top is just like all about giving. Huh. So they're like I don't more know how dominant. I feel about stone. Anyway, it's, <laughs> you don't have to feel any way about stone. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you what the internet said. Okay. Um, <laughs> and okay, I, and internet. We know what, yeah, we know where we stand with the internet. But what I thought was interesting is I looked up on Reddit, just searched Pillow Princess, knowing I was going down a dark, scary rabbit hole. But actually, the good people of Reddit had a lot of nice things to say. So someone posted a thread that said, how do I stop being a Pillow Princess? Which was funny because like, how to i don't know just stop being a receiver i guess but mm, but maybe reddit had better responses than oh that. good reddit did. reddit said and this is great reddit said just be present vocal enthusiastic above all have fun and don't make a shopping list in your head thought that was really good also this one guys are not looking for gymnasts we just want someone who's as into it as we are be open to new things experiment enjoy the moment oh so that that speaks to how to be a good receiver so don't mm-hmm. be a princess in that you're just um, laying there saying, yes, serve well, me, serve me, but mm-hmm. say, I really like how you're serving me. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and another one that said, just anything other than lying there doing nothing and looking bored. Um, and then finally, this one was good too, that said, your partner doesn't really care if they're doing most of the physical work. They just want someone who's enthusiastic, vocalizing their enjoyment, being present and moving with them. Mm-hmm. So I actually was like, hey, Reddit, good job. And what came up again and again and again was be present. And I think that's a really good no. And and again, to go back to this conversation that we had, you know, it was like, I don't have the energy to give necessarily, but I really am present when I receive and I really am appreciative when I receive and I really enjoy the experience of receiving. So it's part of it is is to say to your partner, I'm toast, but I still want I still want you. Mm-hmm. And also for yourself, you know, if you've always been the giver or you tend to be the giver in a sexual partnership to kind of let go of feeling like that's who you should be. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to be a receiver. Like I've often said, you know, um, receivers get a bad rap um, <laughs> in, a, in a lot of ways because, it, and I see it, you know, I see people say, well, I'm really a giver. I'm a pleaser. That's what I like to do, which is great. But you, would you be a giver and would you be a pleaser if the person who was receiving wasn't into it? Mm-hmm. And so I think we should kind of elevate the role of the receiver a bit more Mm -hmm. and make it feel like, yeah, like personally, I'm a freaking good receiver and I'm okay with that. Because you're present and you're enthusiastic and you're vocal. Like, you know, yeah. And let's talk a minute though about what that means, present, enthusiastic, and vocal. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you have to be a porn star. (laughs) Okay. It doesn't mean you have to be performative. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, you know, moan and groan and shout the name of God. You don't have to do all those things. That's your church. Feel free. If that's it. But I think that, you know, as we talked about in in one of our episodes with Nikki, you know, porn culture makes you think, well, I have to, I have to moan a certain way. I have to move a certain way. I have to yell a certain way. The idea is be you. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it as you like to enjoy it. But let your partner know you're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And it could just be as simple as, I like what you're doing right now. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think that's, you know, 
the again to go back to the queer community like there is the term switch right Mm -hmm. someone who does both gives and receive but i think that's kind of everyone right like we put a name on it for funsies but like you know yeah you can everyone can switch when they want to and i think the whole you know purpose of the conversation at dinner was to kind of bring up the idea of like, am I a bad partner for just wanting right, to see Right, right. And, that, and the answer is no. Too, right? <laughs> and that's, that's a stigma too, right? That's a stigma. Um, but, the, but as usual, you know, our what we come down back to is just communicate, communicate with your partner, you know, be comfortable with who you are and what you want and when you want it in that moment. And even to go back to, you know, our conversations about consent, mm-hmm. you know, enthusiasm is a part of consent and being informed is a part of consent and being informed requires communication and it requires you know the, the the s in the fries model of consent is specific so if you're saying tonight what i want is to receive good you're being specific you're having consensual intimate relations congratulations you did it yes yes and and also back to um come as you are and emily nagoski's model of sometimes it's different. Sometimes it might just be about one person and you take turns. It doesn't like we have this weird paradigm in sexual activity that like both people have to get off, both people have to be fair, mm-hmm. both things have to be even. You know what? It's okay if one time, if one night you're with your partner or one afternoon or one morning, however, whatever time is best for you. <laughs> afternoon um, delight. <laughs> Morning fun. Um, wake up special in the morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank but, you. But it is perfectly okay to say this time it's only for, you know, you. Like you as a partner can recognize that your partner is exhausted mm-hmm. and is toast. And you might assume because they're exhausted and toast and worn down that they're not interested in sexual activity. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay to feel like, you know, um, would you be interested if it was all about you tonight? <laughs> Love that. Yeah, it doesn't have to be tit for tat. Yes. Tit for tit. Depending on your community. Yeah, well, and I think without digressing too much into it, like that is, this is something in the the queer community that I see a lot is this like giver and receiver dynamic because, you know, it doesn't always happen simultaneously. It's you're not, you know, necessarily how it works, right? right With right. same sex female couples or women identifying couples is like you're not necessarily servicing each other at the same time right a lot of times you will be taking right so it's like you first (laughs) me second and so like that that's really important to keep in mind too is that you know it doesn't always have to be reciprocal as long as you are present and enjoying and communicating and yeah it doesn't have to be a me second yeah it could just be you first and it's just for you tonight one and done (laughs) and well and 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 let's keep in mind that we we go back to sexuality and well-being being so connected Mm -hmm. that we need touch in our lives and i think we i know for myself when i'm in it and i'm so busy and i'm so focused i lose touch with that part of me i lose Mm -hmm. touch with that sexual energy and it's important for you to reach out to your partners and recognize that in yourself, that mm-hmm. if you're feeling that that sexual energy is kind of dissipating or you've kind of put it in a box and put it on a shelf, that you can take it off. And and even if you're not, um, you know, in a partnered relationship, and I know we're talking here about giving and receiving, but let's talk about giving to yourself mm-hmm. and receiving. You're the, You can be both and yeah. you can be... Um, That's so efficient. Well, also, also, like, let's talk about like not having orgasm as the goal. Be mm-hmm. kind to yourself. Go out, take that lube, get that nice massage oil, and just massage your own skin if you need to have that receiving of that kind of touch. So don't feel like you know you have to necessarily. I don't want this episode to just be people who are partnered. Just to remember that you can 
um, take care of yourself in that space too. That's true. You are a one-stop shop for giving and receiving. (laughs) (laughs) And that's perfectly okay. That is all right. We fully endorse whatever, you know, our listeners can do to stay in touch with their sexuality Mm -hmm. because your sexuality. And and as usual, don't put yourself in a box of being just a receiver or just a giver and don't feel like you're not allowed to flex it. it flex it or switch it up <laughs> switch it up wink wink all right so um yeah that's it for today's study session we wanted to wrap up that topic and uh you know i'll promote this at work because that's super professional <laughs> <laughs> i like the people you work with that they're talking about the podcast I know. hey this is about the thing right it opens up these conversations well and that's what that's what these study sessions are about is to just kind of have conversations with each other so that our listeners can continue to have conversations with their partners with their friends with their family and apparently with their coworkers. And apparently with their coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so make sure you send us your myths your questions your comments and um we'll be back next week for a full episode of sex ed debunked Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Sex Ed Debunked is produced by Trailblaze Media in Providence, Rhode Island. Our sound producer is Ezra Winters with production assistance from Shay Weintraub.